Welcome to Cake Money Confidential, hosted by your girl, Taylor Quinn. I'm a business mentor, wife, mom, projector, Enneagram 3, cancer sign, and making money is my love language. Around here, we believe business gets to be wildly profitable and fun as fudge cake. In 2020, my first full calendar year in business, I made over $400,000 cash while full-time teaching, wifing, and growing a tiny human. Because I combine the woo and the work, I know I can have it all, and I'm here to teach and show you, you can too. You ready for an episode so juicy it should be confidential? Grab a slice of cake and let's dive in. Okay, y'all, on a very serious note, very serious, I'm looking around my office and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six mother fudging drinks. <laughs> Guess how many of those are water? Four. Why? I don't know. You know, you never know when you're going to be, where you're going to be in your office and start to get hydrated. <laughs> If you're one of my clients, you know how I feel about staying hydrated, okay? You already know. The other one is a protein shake and a nice coffee because nutrition, also caffeine. You know what I'm saying? Enough said. Okay, y'all, today's episode is going to be so freaking fun. I was just like this, ah, uh, this idea just hit me like cake in the face this weekend and I just cannot wait to share it. So just like a little bit of context, because I think context is so important. And I I go through like different seasons with my podcast and just content in general, but very specifically my podcast. And sometimes it's really supportive of my energy and also my deadlines to batch my content. And also sometimes it's really supportive of my energy just to create week by week and feel just like I always feel connected with my content, right? Otherwise, I don't put it out like you all know this about me. But sometimes I just need to feel closer to my content. And that's sort of when I lean into like creating week by week. And right now I'm definitely in a season of creating week by week. And and every week, like I, I just simply set the intention that a podcast topic is just going to come through. You know what I mean? Like I don't plan my podcast topics out ahead of time. Like I don't know what next week's episode that I'm going to record is going to be about. Like I truly have no idea. And I outsource the ideas for an episode to the universe. And typically it just comes through like, a day or two before I'm scheduled to record. And typically I like to record on Sundays. And here's a few things that are required of me to work like this. I have to have just an unwavering trust that the idea will always come through at the absolute perfect time. And sometimes this literally means that I switch topics like halfway through recording. Like, I mean, if you've heard the episode that I talked about, like what to do, like how to embody ease when something feels really, really, really hard. I talked about how I was recording a podcast episode and it felt so freaking hard. And then literally halfway through, I was like, you know what? This is the topic I meant to talk about. And then it was so easy, right? So sometimes that's a little messy and it comes through halfway when I'm done recording one topic and I'm like, no, actually, I want to talk about this (laughs) this other topic, (laughs) right? But like trust is huge here. And, you know, outsourcing this to the universe and a lot of other things in my business, because I outsource a lot. I'm like, me and the universe, we besties. We in this thing. <laughs> we in this thing together. So I outsource a lot in my business. And it's been so like massively supportive of my energy because I don't have to constantly think and think and think and sit down and think some more in order to create content. And because I create a lot, like y'all, I create a lot of content, a lot of free content on my podcast, on my Instagram, for my email fam, like a lot. And I'm also creating massive amounts of content for my clients. And if I didn't outsource the ideas for a lot of this stuff to the universe, if not like most of it to the universe, 
Woo-wee! <laughs> you girl, <laughs> I would spend so much time just thinking, honestly, like, ooh. Have y'all ever had, like, an open loop like that where you're, like, you know you have to do something and you spend so much damn time just thinking about it that you're, like, exhausted by the time you actually show up to do it? It's, like, ugh, so draining. So outsourcing to the universe has been so incredibly supportive of me, my energy, my business, the way I run my business. Ooh, I could be, like, a spokesperson for that shit. You know, but a big part of that is trust. A big part of that is trust because I can go about my life, my business, being open to an idea coming through and then listening, trusting it and taking action when it does come through, right? And so yesterday, the idea came through to record an intuitive reading for you all in here. And I am so freaking here for it. Here we are. This is going to be so freaking juicy. I have the cards pulled and I'm going to give you all like a little bit of rundown because we've never done We've never done an episode like this on the Cake Money Confidential podcast, and I'm so freaking pumped. Okay, so I want you to be right here, right now, where your feet are. I want you to take a moment to just like really, obviously, if it's safe to do so, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Girl, don't do it, okay? (laughs) But just take a moment to really drop in. Breathe in. Breathe out. And I just want you to quickly set the intention that everything you need to hear Everything that you need from this episode and so much more is going to come through during this intuitive reading. And I want you to commit to listening and trusting your intuition throughout this process, even if it's something that is a little bit difficult to hear, right? And so I want you to take one more big, deep, clearing breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. And I want you to choose a number one, two, or three. Now, here's the key. Whatever just came through, commit to that being your number. Commit to the first number that comes to mind, right? And this can be a beautiful exercise in strengthening the relationship that you have with your intuition, right? And take a moment to really imagine and visualize what that number looks like and actively commit to dismissing any second thoughts that may be coming up right now, right? Like, wait, did you did you choose the right number? Is that the number? Oh my gosh, wait, no, it's this number. No, this is my actual, my favorite number, right? Just take a moment to trust that this is the card that's meant for you today. And I also, just like side note, oh no, I'm a big fan of the side notes. <laughs> take a note of how this number came to you, right? Did you hear the number spoken to you? Did you visualize the number? Was it just like this knowing, like this, boom, that's the number? Because however this number came through, it might be the path of least resistance to connecting to your intuition and getting those nudges, those downloads from your intuition. It's like, okay, right? And like once you recognize the path of least resistance for that, it's a beautiful place to start leaning in and asking questions and and having a little bit more self-awareness around that, right? Now from here, here's how this episode's going to go, okay? I can't wait. So from here, feel free to listen to the full episode if you want to, right? I encourage you to do so because you're going to... I mean, there's gold nuggets throughout this whole freaking thing. Like, let's just be honest. Okay, let's just let's just be honest. If you choose to eat the whole cake, it's delicious. (laughs) But if you choose to listen to just the slice that is your cart, that's cool, too. We're going to include the timestamp for you on the show notes that directly correlates with your card. Right. So like if you look in the show notes right now, you're going to see card one in a timestamp, card two, timestamp, card three, timestamp. So feel free to skip forward to whatever time corresponds with your card. And just listen and really fill into the reading that was meant for you, right? And then at the end, we're also going to have a timestamp for this. I'm going to go over a little bit more homework. And then I'm also going to talk about the decks that I used. So that's how this is going to go. Let's freaking do it. 
All right. Card number one is inner work. That's all it says is inner work. And this is pulled from one of my absolute favorite decks. It's called the Minimalist Deck, the Minimalist Oracle Deck by Rachel Lieberman, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. And it is one of my all-time favorites, favorite decks, okay? All right, let's dive into the messages coming through here. So have you have you been neglecting to do the inner work, right? Maybe there's something you've been meaning to ask your mentor or just yourself or journal about or you, you know, something that you keep avoiding because maybe you think that you're too busy to work through it or maybe you're embarrassed because it's something that continues to come up again and again and again or you're avoiding actually going inward because one, it's more comfortable for you to not face it, right? But two, it's also more comfortable for you to pile so much shit on your to-do list that you don't have to actually sit with and work through your own thoughts, right? And I see this a lot. It is why so many people have conditioned themselves just to stay busy, right? And the the tasks that they're doing inside of their business aren't actually potent or money-making tasks. They're just adding shit to their to-do list because they forgot what it's like to just sit and work through their own thoughts. You know what I mean? So let's talk. There's just like one particular thing that's coming through to chat about here. And let's talk about the same limiting belief or doubt or challenge or, or whatever you want to call it coming up over and over again, right? And I think the online space, there's like almost this this outward projected expectation that in order to quantum leap or to experience massive growth, like, you know, quickly, you cannot have the same limiting belief or dick brain thoughts come up more than once, right? I think people assume that inner work is like one and done, which is so not fucking true. (laughs) It's so not true, at least on my experience. I can always speak from my personal experience and then also working with clients, right? And I was chatting with one of my private clients last week and we were actually working through some feelings that have come up a few times, you know, during our time together. And I was, I was listening to her Voxer message and, and there was almost like as she was bringing this, this topic up again, there was like this almost underlying shame or guilt for bringing it up again, right? Like it's just, I could just feel it. Like I could sense the energy. And then she actually said it like, thank you so much for supporting me through this. Like, I know it keeps coming up and she almost like apologized for it. And I'm like, okay, hold the fuck up. Like time out. Like one, do not ever, like do not ever apologize for advocating for what you need. Right? Like absolutely not. That is just like not what we do inside of my my mentorship containers. Like we do not apologize for taking up space. We do not apologize for advocating for what we need, right? So that's first and foremost. Now, second thing is like why would you ever feel any type of way for advocating for what you need to work through, whether it comes up one time or whether it comes up a hundred times, right? Because what you need to work through is still very real and feels very real for you, right? And the truth is, this is at least my truth, right? You know, these limiting beliefs, doubts, feelings, et cetera, they usually come up in multiple different ways throughout our business journeys. And they do for a reason. And the way that, so for example, this client, you know, was experiencing a very, it was like, we could just see this trend, right? And we were working through a very similar feeling that continued to come up. And there was nothing wrong with the way that I was mentoring her. There was nothing wrong with the actions that she was taking or the integration, the embodiment that was coming through for her to do. But every single time that it continued to come up, we worked through it in a different way. And what I believe is that every single time something comes up and we work through it in a different way, we speak about it in a different way, we choose to believe about it in a different way, it helps you heal a part of yourself. Therefore, you're moving toward fully moving beyond it, 
Right. And I'm not saying like, I'm not creating this truth for you. I'm not saying that you have to experience the same limiting belief over and over and over and over again. But what's important with this card is that you don't ignore the inner work because you are creating some sort of unsupportive story for yourself, right? Like, I've already worked through this. I should be beyond it. Why the fuck does this keep coming up? I'm just, I'm just not in my power. I'll, you know, or why does this keep coming up? I'm just going to power through. I'm just going to act like it's not coming up. I'm just going to ignore it. Or why do I have to deal with this? over and over and over again. Or I'm not going to even take the time to work through this because it's not a money-making task and I need to show up instead. I need to create content instead. I need to do X, Y, and Z instead. Right? So those are all the different ways that we can create unsupportive stories for ourselves that causes us to distance ourselves from the inner work, which is actually so incredibly potent and important to moving the needle forward in our business. Right? Because our, our energy and business is everything. And if there's something that you are not allowing to bubble to the surface, if there's something like a thought that you keep having and then you're just pushing it back down and pushing it back down and pushing it back down and pushing it back down, eventually one is going to explode, right? But also two, it impacts the energy with which you show up, right? So a recap for this card is where are you ignoring the inner work and how can you create space to go inward? And what I want to say really fast is that this does not have to mean like sitting down with your journal or meditating for 30 minutes. Like it can simply be working through it in the shower. I literally have an entire episode on high vibe routines with little time because that's just the season that I'm in in motherhood. And it is vital. Like sometimes, yes, I do have the space to go in my journal and to journal and pull cards, but like also sometimes I don't. And that's cool too. It doesn't mean that I'm not doing the inner work. It just means that the inner work looks different during this season. Right. So I'm going to link that episode for you all in the show notes. I think that it's absolutely freaking incredible. I've received so many DMs that it's just been so, so supportive of others. So I'm going to link that for you all. And let's dive into card number two. Okay. Card number two. Oh, I love this one. This card is absolutely beautiful. It has a butterfly and a sunshine and it says you already are. And again, this is by one of my absolute favorite decks to use. It's called the Inquire Within Deck and it's by Worthwhile Paper. It's one of my favorites. It's so pretty. It's it's white and black with like a gold trim. And what's coming through for this one is, is where are you creating a problem where there isn't one? Where are you searching for a problem instead of simply trusting that you already have everything within you to have all that you desire? Right. And typically I've seen this come up in two different ways, right? With working with clients, supporting my community and just myself, right? One, you think that there is a problem with your strategy. And I want to share an example of this because it came up in two different ways with two different clients last week. And two different clients last week essentially said, like, I'm bad at marketing. I'm bad at marketing. And I'm like, okay. For both clients, as soon as they told me this, I'm just like, listen, where like, where is the story coming from? Where is the story coming from? And, you know, for one client in particular, a previous mentor had said this to her, which really fucking annoys me. Like, I'm like trying to think of a nice way to put this, but honestly, let's just be honest, like it fucking annoys me because as mentors, our words, like as anyone really, right? We have to understand that how much power our words carry. And it's so important as a mentor that you take radical responsibility over how you deliver information, over how you deliver tough love to your clients so that you're not creating a story for them. That's one unsupportive, but also is super fucking untrue. And The one thing that I shared with this client that I want to share with you is sometimes I feel like in the online space, people say things because they don't know how to hold a safe space. 
So it's easier for them to have a conversation that they do know how to have, which is aka maybe you're bad at marketing. You know what I mean? So there's that. So with that client, we, we worked through this. We dropped this story because it just was simply not true. For both of these clients that held this story, here was the bottom line. Like if you, I just was like, if you were bad at marketing, you wouldn't be making money. People wouldn't be buying from you. And yes, sure, there is always room for improvement, but there's a very, very different energy between I'm bad at marketing, therefore no one is buying, and I'm actually pretty good at marketing, but I'm always open to strengthening these skills, right? There's a very different energy there, okay? Now, that's like a whole different riff on a whole different topic, but they were creating a very strategic problem that was not there because it's easier to find a problem to fix instead of trusting the path they're on their journey, their timeline. Okay. Let me say that again. They were creating a problem that was not there because it's more comfortable, right? It's easier to have a problem and then fix it because you feel like you're actively doing something. You're actively doing something, checking something off your to-do list, which you feel like is leading you closer to the desire. Instead of what really you need to lean into is trusting that the path they're on their journey, their timeline, and the fact that they already have everything within them to have everything that they desire. Now, the second way that this comes up is constantly feeling like there's more inner work to do before they can actually hit a goal. Therefore, they create this story that they're not good enough as is to hit the goal, right? They're just like constantly diving into inner work, inner work, inner work, inner work, because they feel like they're missing something or there's a block there when actually there's not a block. They're just creating this imaginary block in their mind because it's easier, it's more comfortable for them to dive into the inner work versus taking the outward action, the uncomfortable, facing their fears, doing the things, showing up, doing their part, and again, trusting their journey, their timeline, and trusting that everything they need is already within them, okay? And either way, if this card is coming through for you, I want you to take a big deep breath, breathe in, breathe out. I'm worthy. I'm enough. I'm worthy because I'm worthy because I'm worthy. Like my worthiness is not up for fucking questioning. My desire chose me. My desires are meant for me. And I already have every single thing that I need within me for my desires to be mine. In fact, my desires are already mine. Like stars are already aligning for that shit. Okay. And so the action steps that are coming through for you all with this card is how can you trust your journey just a little bit more? Like what if instead of creating a problem that's not actually there, you just chose to trust your intuition a little bit more, to trust yourself a little bit more? What if you chose simple, repeatable, right? Rinse and repeat potent actions instead of some big, like grandiose imaginary problem to fix that you're just creating because that's more comfortable because you feel like you have to constantly be doing, right? Because The saying is very true. I don't even know if it's a saying or if I came up with this, (laughs) but if you're constantly looking for a problem to fix, you're always going to find one. You're always going to find one. And guess what? You're probably creating a lot more fucking work for yourself that doesn't even need to be done. (laughs) Truly, right? Truly. Okay. So that's card number two. Let's move on to card number three. Okay. Card number three, I love this deck too. It says it's good to feel good. And this is from the Super Attractor deck by (laughs) (laughs) Gabrielle Bernstein. I think that's how you pronounce your last name, y'all. It is literally my worst freaking nightmare 
as a former teacher to pronounce somebody's name wrong. So if I pronounce any of these wrong, one, I'm so sorry because I'm so committed to being able to pronounce everyone's name correctly. Um, And if I'd pronounce them wrong, can you please DM me and just like send me a voice message and tell me how to pronounce them correctly? Because I would love to know. All right. Hmm. Okay. What's coming through for this card is there, is there something in your business that you are currently doing, teaching, offering, selling, being that you know, that like no longer feels good. Right. And you've like been having this nudge, like coming to the surface for a while, but it's, it's almost like there's fear involved with you just like doing the thing and taking the action or letting go. And it's like, maybe, maybe follow up, sell calls, handling objections and offer you've outgrown a strategy you've outgrown or a journaling, like an inner work, a healing thing that you've outgrown. Like for the longest time, I had this very tried and true journaling practice and I outgrew it. And I just had to face the fear of outgrowing it and doing something different because I was just so comfortable with the same old, same old, but there got to a point where it was just like, this wasn't supportive of me anymore and it's okay to change, right? So maybe it's a strategy you've outgrown, a healing practice you've outgrown, batching your content, not talking on Instagram stories, like whatever it is. And I want to give you an example of this. And I feel like it's a super unconventional example, but I feel like it's coming through for at least one person, like really, really strongly to hear this. So an example of this was after I had Xavian, I mean, obviously, and it's still very true for me this day, like I just can't be on Instagram stories chit chat a lot. In fact, I don't need to be like, I just hold the belief that whatever I'm able to do in a day, whatever I feel called to to do in a day is absolutely perfect. But, you know, I had... There was a month, it was just like very soon after I had Xavian, where I made like 60 something thousand dollars that month. And I can't remember the exact amount, but I know it was over 60K. And I like barely showed up on Instagram stories. Like I think I talked on Instagram stories maybe like four times, like truly. You know, and it was it was just so easy. And I really leaned into letting it be easy. And what easy for me looked like that month was doing a lot of just like typing on Instagram stories. Y'all, like I'm serious, doing like the bare ass minimum. You know what I mean? For what I would have considered to be like the full ass maximum. (laughs) I just made that up. What I would have considered to been like, you know, this is what we're doing every day, a year before that. You know what I'm saying? So significantly less than what I was taught to do in business, than what I was used to doing in business. You all get the point, right? And so I used the fact that I'd only showed up and talked on Instagram stories a handful of times as social proof to sell an offer right? Because it was just like, uh, it was me fully embodying what I was teaching in that offer, which is so important for me with all the offers that I teach. Like I do not sell anything. I do not create anything that I have not fully integrated, right? Anyways, I love using social proof to sell. It's so easy, so supportive of my energy. And it's going to be such a huge part of Cake Money Method and sharing that with my clients inside that offer because mm, so good. But anyway, so since I had used that as social proof, right? The fact that I had only talked on Instagram stories like a very few times, It was like I created this concrete rule for myself, right? In order for me to be in integrity, I can only show up on Instagram stories and talk the X amount of times. Like if I'm being true and and really leaning into ease and da-da-da-da, which is just like, wow, what a fucking lie. (laughs) You know, like that was just a total lie that my dick brain created that like literally was just so not true. And what I really needed to do instead of creating that story for myself was just honoring the ebb and flow of my energy right? Simply honoring my energy and the nudges and trusting myself and my truth, whatever that looked like in that season. So instead of making that social proof, like the only way that I could show up for the rest of eternity inside of my business, because I kept getting these nudges of just like, oh my gosh, it feels so fun to pop up on Instagram stories and talk today. And I wasn't doing it because I was just like, but wait, like, what are people going to think when I show up and I, I show up more? 
oh my gosh, they're going to think that I like my business isn't easy anymore, which is just like, what a fucking lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what I really needed to do is just trust myself and trust the nudge to show up and talk my Instagram stories or trust the nudge to not and let it just be like, you know, because easy looks so different depending on what season you're in. Sometimes easy looks like showing up on Instagram stories and talking. Sometimes easy looks like not doing anything at all. You know what I mean? Like it just is totally dependent on the person. And that's the message that I want to convey here. But really what this card is saying is that it's okay to switch it up. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to do it differently if it means stepping more into what feels good, right? This card is coming through as a loving reminder. It's just like, I can just feel this card and it's like very wrapped in love. It's like an I love you but situation. A loving reminder that it's safe to change it up, to shake shit up, to let go, to move on. You know, even if it's sad, right? Even if it's sad to step more fully into what you desire. It's safe to feel good. It's good to feel good. So the questions that I would love to have you dive deeper into here is what's on your heart to change? And what's one small action that you can take to allow your business to feel really, really freaking good, right? (sighs) Okay, what a freaking magical reading, y'all. That was so juicy, so juicy. And I know that you got exactly what you needed to hear out of it. And a little homework that I want to give you, regardless of what card you had, you chose, what reading came through for you, what I really want you to do is in a journal or even Voxer, because in Voxer, you can message yourself, which is really cool whatever's easiest for you, supportive of your season, I want you just to either journal or message yourself, literally like do a brain dump of everything that's coming up from your card, whether you listen to the whole episode, whatever it is, it's perfect. But literally, I want you to brain dump all of it. Don't judge any of the thoughts, just brain dump and get it all out there. Okay, get it all out there. That is literally the homework. Because once you do that, I think that you're going to be so surprised of one, all the ideas that are coming through things that you want to shift, things that you want to step further into, things that you want to work on embodying and integrating. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. And as always, if this episode just like really just like hit you like, this was meant for me, you know, DM your girl on Instagram at Cake Money Consulting because I just like, how cool is it that I trust myself to create these episodes for you all? And then it's like, they're just meant for you, you know? And so it's, it's so cool to have that conversation and connect with you all in that way. So A super quick recap of the cards that I used. I used the Minimalist Oracle deck. I'm obsessed with this deck. And then the other deck that I used was Inquire Within, and this is by Worthwhile Paper. And then the last one was Super Attractor deck by Gabrielle Bernstein. So, so good. Also, the Minimalist Oracle deck, that's by Rachel Lieberman. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. All right. I love you all so freaking much. Also... If you're here for like doing these intuitive readings more often on the podcast, let me know that too. Okay. I love you all so much and I'll see you next week. Bye y'all. Podcast fam. Listen, hold your cake pops. Your girl needs to tell you something. It would mean the absolute freaking world to me if you would share our podcast with your three closest business besties. So if you love this episode as much as I love you and you want to help our podcast create even more impact in this world, take a screenshot of this episode and just text your best friend like, Sam, you got to listen to this ASAP. I'm so thankful for you and your support. Wishing you a booty load of cake and massive amounts of money. I love you so freaking much. See you next week.